0: Welcome to Country Squire Radio, I'm Beau, and ladies and gentlemen, we've got a very special episode for you this week. John David Cole, of course, was on location at the Chicago Pipe Show, and what a show it was. He came back with stories to tell and some amazing discussions that we're going to be sharing with you here on Country Squire Radio. Before we dive into it, first things first, I want to make sure everybody knows, next week, Monday at noon Central Time, we will be going live with our 300th episode from missouri meerschaum we are so excited about this guys it's a blast 150 years of missouri meerschaum 300 episodes of country squire radio coming together in what should be an epic epic episode for those of you in the area if you're able to come for that that'd be amazing uh, but for everyone else we want you to tune in live and you of course can get that information we'll have the link up at CountrySquireRadio.com, and then uh yeah we'll be doing it through our youtube page as well so you can find it there all right, so got that? Next week, can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Again, that's Monday at noon central time at countrysquireradio.com, live from Missouri Meerschaum. Now, without further ado, I think we need to kick it over to John David as he gets the opportunity to sit down with the president of Sutliff Tobacco. Take a listen.
1: Sunday could not shut down.
2: Yeah, well, uh, John David here uh, on the floor of the uh, Chicago Pipe Show 2019, and um, man, it's uh, it's crazy uh, and, and insane and loud, but I uh, happen to have the honor of uh, standing here with the president of Sutliff Tobacco, who was willing to give me a few minutes to uh, chat about some uh, new tobaccos they've got and the industry and uh, some different things. But uh, Jeremy McKenna, man, thanks Are for thanks for seat. hopping on Mike with me for a little bit.
3: Yeah, you're welcome, John David. I uh, yeah. appreciate the opportunity. No, that's great. Dude, Sutliff, of course,
2: a, uh, a storied name uh, in tobacco making, a company, a, a name that's been around a long time, gone through some transition, but uh, an incredible supplier of, uh, of products now, both both tin tobaccos, vault uh, blends. Uh, of course, a shop like mine, the Country Squire, we get a lot of our uh, you know, premium blending ingredients from Sutliff and and from Mac Barron who y'all are yep. partnered with. And so, um, tell us a little bit about
3: uh, Sutliff and then what you do there. Yeah, well, Sutliff's celebrating 170 years actually in business this year. Uh, we were founded in 1849. That's incri- A lot of people don't know that. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. The other thing a lot of people don't know is that we have 550 unique blends <laughs> registered with the FDA. Yeah. Uh, so our depth of tobaccos that we make are huge. That's a good stable. Uh, yeah. You know, 15 to 20 percent of our business is private label yeah so like your seattle pipe club uh plum pudding mississippi river uh, a lot of products like that we make we're the people behind right. the tobacco um so yeah we 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 have a wide uh, breadth of what we do in richmond
2: that's so cool that's at yeah. richmond virginia that's where you're you're based out of correct is yep. that right we've okay. been
3: in the same building since 1954 okay yeah. So just a couple years.
2: <laughs> a few skeletons in those closets maybe, but, you know.
3: And we have uh, plenty of uh, equipment that uh, still makes the same tobacco for that long that's still there too. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's
2: cool. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's funny, the old equipment that a lot of these uh, uh, old, old-fashioned old tobacconists use. I, in my mind, I think, okay, what kind of MacGyver skills do you have to use to, to keep those things humming? But uh, I'm sure they were made so well, you probably don't have as many problems as people would be interested in. But some of that old equipment, that's what makes the tobacco taste good. You know, it's got to gotta be.
3: Yeah, and we have a few cutters and a few other pieces of equipment that date back that far. That's awesome. And uh, it's all custom-made machine parts when they do break. I know. <laughs> Unfortunately. you got
2: some miles yeah, on those things. You don't go to Home yeah.
3: Depot and, uh, you and know, buy pick that. something up, right?
2: <laughs> That's so. hilarious. Well, Sutliff Tobacco, um, a lot of folks aren't aware that um, Sutliff is a MacBaron company. How does that kind of uh, – Mac MacBaron a, a Danish company, owns Sutliff in, in America. Is that correct?
3: That's correct. Yeah, MacBaron. Uh, bought us six years ago. Okay. Um, from Altidus, USA.
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, right.
3: That's right. And so they're a fourth-generation family-owned company. Uh, Henrik Holberg, the current, I'll say, owner of the company. His right. great grandfather started it in 1889 in the okay. same town as Svenborg, uh, Denmark. Yeah. Where they're still located today. That's great. Um, yeah. So being run by a family business, it's it's well, amazing.
2: And what's awesome, you've got the pairing of two <laughs> incredible. Um, companies that are both well respected in their own right, and that's a that's a that's a fierce thing for the market. You know, it's like, man, what what two better companies would you be associated with? That's that's good. Obviously, um, you know, a, a company, a small business, brick and mortar like the Squire. Um, you know, we call and, and talk to uh, folks. I deal with Michelle regularly, yeah. who takes really good care of us, and um, it's just it's easy to get y'all's products, and we, we love blending with them and things like that. So, um, man, let's uh, let's talk just a, briefly, like you've got some new products that over the past couple days y'all uh actually today i guess y'all debuted right there's a a, there's an amphora product a a seattle pipe club product and um uh, a couple other couple other gems you want to just kind of briefly uh touch on those
3: yeah so we did five products one of them being under our family of names which is amphora burley yeah it's a wonderful burley blend uh you'll pick up a ton of chocolate notes from it nice um it's uh you know, it's a ready rub tobacco. It fits well in the Amphora range.
2: Now, Amphora, was that reintroduced over the past few
3: years? Am I am I remembering that correctly? You are correct. It was okay. the brand was owned by Imperial yeah. years ago and I think it was the late nineties that they pulled out of the US market. Yeah. Yeah. And McBaron bought the brands a few years ago. Okay. All their pipe tobacco brands. Yeah. And so once they did then we were able to reintroduce their brands back into the US. So awesome. you get okay. that's where you got Amphora, Saint Bruno's, Gold That's Hall, right,
2: that's right. right? So
3: those are all imperial. Great brands.
2: tobaccos, especially um, you know for the price point. Uh, yep. Awesome, you know over-the-counter tobacco you might say, but you can find it at most premium uh, pipe resellers and all that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah,
3: that's great. Yeah, so Amforo is the one we did under our name, and okay. then um, working with the Joe Langford blends. Yeah, um, with Seattle Pipe Club. Joe Langford,
2: keep, the blender of uh, Seattle Pipe Club blends. Right, yep.
3: we did um, Wild Man. Okay, yeah, it's another crumble cake format for us. Nice,
2: yeah. Uh, They're fond of those crumble cakes, man. Of course, yeah. of course, you all are too with your recent debut of uh, I, I, I call it recent the uh, you know the the Virginia Virginia Perique and uh, and the English number one crumble cakes that came yeah, out. Those really, have all been very popular. It
3: really seems like the the pipe consumer in the U.S. is really you know that kind of going towards the high end is really responding yeah. to the crumble cakes. Absolutely, and yeah. uh, the pressing process in general. It, it, it just helps marry those flavors and yeah. mature those tobaccos. And yeah. And it makes really great products. So,
2: so back to the the wild man, Is that is that right? Yeah. Okay, that's that's awesome. So, um, Joe Joe Langford and, and you guys collaborated on that. Um, just non aromatic tobacco. I'm assuming, knowing yep. them, it's probably got some Latakia in there.
3: <laughs> that's exactly correct. Yep. yep, you hit the nail on the head with what that no, is. No,
2: that's great. So, that's great. Yeah. And that's, that's why a, I guess when a lot of folks see a Seattle Pipe Club blend, the tin all looks all suspiciously all like, all like, all like all a Sutliff Private all Stock blend. Is that right? right? Yeah. Yeah, they might <laughs> just
3: happen to be the same fiberboard. <laughs> (laughs) I know, right? Yeah, that's great. Packed on the same line. With with,
2: uh, full of delicious tobacco. That's that's, right. That's awesome. So Um, the
3: other uh, one really, I'll say, exciting thing of all these launches we did. Yeah. um, We put them under working with Pipes and Cigars under the John Cotton brand. Yeah. Um, But they're called Double Pressed. Okay. And there's a Kentucky and there's a Virginia. Okay. And the Double Pressed, as far as we can tell, has really, it's honestly never been done in the pipe tobacco world before. And when we conceptualized a double press, um, the thought was, well, is it just a marketing story right. about pressing a tobacco yeah, twice? A and at first, well, okay, well, let's do it. Yeah, let's we'll see what a, happens, And right? being a small manufacturer, we play around a lot, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's part of the fun. So we took some, uh, we got some really high-end tobaccos from Denmark, and we pressed them again.
2: So they were pressed, and then you pressed them again.
3: Yeah. So though the way the products came is they're uh, McBaron pressed, hot pressed. Yeah. Uh, like a bunch of Virginia, uh, cut it into flake. That's ready. Awesome. Rubbed it out. Yeah. Threw it into uh, some C48. Shipped it to us, and then we put it back in another press uh, where we hold our cakes. We hold you know twenty five to thirty tons of pressure so for forty eight hours.
2: Nice. Okay.
3: And so what what ended up happening was really just it was amazing because and we really weren't expecting it to be so good that extra pressing really matured and helped uh, age the tobaccos and really meld those flavors that much more that's cool and so you're out of the two the kentucky and the virginia you're getting um you know, there's no real product like it on the market. Yeah, and and we're we're really excited about it.
2: That's great. Yeah, I was thrilled. Of course, y'all been y'all been torturing us over the past several days, <laughs> teasing us with these Facebook, uh, you know, uh, teasers about oh we've got something coming. You got to wait one more day, one yeah. more day. Of course, anything you put out, we're going to be excited about. And uh, and was thrilled to see uh, see man, this uh, these few tobaccos come out that um, I think are really creative. You know that people aren't you know they underestimate the power of two things: time and pressure, yeah. uh, particularly on those Virginia tobaccos that are just so full of, um, you know, natural sugars and any other tobacco that has a nice natural moisture content. Um, it's just incredible, you know, and so yeah, I I, mean, it sounds like it, y'all benefited with, from Definitely.
3: That. I mean, there's certain tobaccos that, like you said, they respond better to pressing, right? Yeah. I mean, and it's any tobacco that you really think about, you know, oh, man, I should throw this in my cellar and age it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's so, right, yeah. So that's kind of where you start. Like, if you think you should age it, then we can press it. Let's throw it
2: under some pressure see right, what happens. Yeah, exactly,
3: and kind of speed it up for you. Yeah. So you can smoke it, you know, soon. You don't have to wait three years. That's right. Right.
2: That's right. That's. So that's we want really you to cool. enjoy it today. So, so, so those are both um, John Cotton labeled blends, right. right? And they're available from PipesandCigars.com. Correct. And then what? And what are the names of the blends again? Uh, it's
3: John Cotton Double Press Virginia okay. and Kentucky.
2: Okay, so there's there's two double press blends, Virginia and Kentucky. Correct. And uh, so be be sure to look for those.
3: Yeah, um, and the the fifth one yeah. um, was just it, It's another Bengal slices. Yeah. Uh, so it's Bengal slices white. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, it's hard it's, to keep Bengal slices
2: in my shop, man. You give me more homework to do. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, that's a good, <laughs> good thing. Good for problem both to of us. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. That's so, Bengal slices are great. If you haven't tried them, they're uh, they're really good. So, so yeah, I'll, tell us about that.
3: Yeah, I mean it was uh, that really was a collaboration with Russ uh, Olet with Pipes and Cigars, their yeah. master blender. Yeah. Um, you know they they wanted to extend the Bengal slices line because it had a lot of great success, especially over the last, I'd say, 12 to 18 months. Oh, yeah. It really gained in popularity, and so we worked with them to develop a really good blend that I don't think anybody will be disappointed in. That's awesome. Um, you know, that's one thing when I said before we had 550 blends. Um, you being a retailer, when you look at our price list, you know we only put like 200 on there. Yeah, and it's still a little overwhelming, but you know,
1: <laughs> well we don't. <laughs> There's a all, lot of good options though. Don't that's we put all sure.
3: 550, and we kind of keep a few in our back pocket. Yeah. Um, so the good part is we register with the FDA. Yeah. We submit our ingredients. But then we can do special projects that nobody's seen before. Isn't that
2: wonderful? Yeah. Yeah. To have that, uh, you know, that... uh, just bucket of things you can kind of pull from both you know historically and things that are uh, once were popular and then aren't but may maybe have some legs in the future kind of thing that's that's good and for that's us good.
3: it's really been beneficial just for the fact again 170 years right so yeah, it's
2: a lot of uh, history to pull from right yeah. and
3: so now and we have the mcbaron to pull from too right? yeah that's right yeah i mean so when you have the two together and then you come under the confines of the fda right right where i can't develop a new blend now. Right. So I have to dig deep in what we have registered, and right, and then say, okay, is it should it be introduced? as just a loose tobacco? Is it something that would do well pressing? Yeah. And then we come up with a strategy to come to market. That's okay? great. I mean,
2: so uh, t- that's a nice segue. We'll just kind of briefly touch on this because you know this is the um, kind of the. Uh, poo in the punch bowl, maybe, but, <laughs> you know, to talk about the regulatory stuff, but, um, you know, it, so, obviously, it's, a lot's changed in the past, you know, three years, I guess, because yeah. of that, and so you've had to become a real expert on yeah. this to, to keep a... A company, even as um, you know, stable and respected as as Sutliff, on its toes, right? I mean, that's uh, what has that been like?
3: It's been challenging, uh, to say the least. I mean, we we're fortunate to have great um, industry partners and yeah. trade organizations that um, we're members of. The majority of them, we try and work together, pull our resources, we hire lawyers together, we hold conferences, yeah, we meet with the FDA together. That's good um, to try and. You know the Pipe Tobacco Council is a big one that we're part mm-hmm. of, um, and so that way we try and speak as a body of pipe tobacco manufacturers. Yeah. So we're yeah. not speaking as an individual company. We're going to the FDA and saying, "Hey, this is what the pipe tobacco community needs from you, or yeah. how we want to work together."
2: I, I I get the sense you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I get the sense that because uh, pipe smoking is so much smaller than it was 35 years ago, that a lot of, there's just a lot of un the reg the bureaucrats and regulators just don't really know much about us like is that is that an understatement (laughs) that would
3: be a drastic
2: understatement yeah i mean they just kind of they look at us and they're like people still do that huh so
3: (laughs) i'll say it's a funny story you'll be the judge of that right so we submitted some grandfather applications to the fda which is a process just where they agree that your product was on the market sure oh seven and um the, I get questions back uh, because they're used to seeing them for cigarettes or for chewing tobacco. Right, or so even the, uh, vaping stuff. Well, they that, haven't yeah. submitted grandfather requests because none of our grandfather, Oh, yeah, right? I guess that's right. Okay. So okay. the people that review those are used to seeing, you know, a box of tobacco or cigarettes, 20 cigarettes, right? Right. right. So we send up these, and it's a, a one pound bag of tobacco. Right. And the questions I get back is Did you mean a plastic bag? <laughs> <laughs> What are we thinking? Like a burlap sack or something? Yeah. Like, and uh, you kind of pause on how to respond, right? You yeah, have to like sure. wait. No, I need to write a formal, professional letter back to that. Right, exactly. You
2: know? Right. This this is a government regulator yeah. we're talking to. It was a so. real question, right? That's right. And they, you know, that's that's right. Yeah, it's you know, it's funny. You want to you want to respond to that uh, with grace and tact, but it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's it's an odd thing you find yourself in. Uh, these regulations, obviously, they're very. Um, they're muddy, and um, uh, we don't know what they mean a lot of times. Uh, you probably don't know what they mean half the times, and and even the the regulator are they're still kind of figuring out what they meant by them as, as well. And so, um, what what are um what what are the next steps as far as this goes? I mean, is there something that's about to um, change because they say, okay, you've got this deadline to, uh, to meet or something yeah, of that actually, nature? Yeah,
3: actually, potentially. I mean, the, the first deadline we had to meet was a straightforward deadline. Register your profits, yeah, right? And, and submit pictures of your labels. Like, okay, that's pretty straightforward. And, right?
2: then, and that's when you come to uh, the table with the hundred and, you know, 70 years of uh, different blends or different things that you, you have, I guess. Is yeah, right? I
3: registered uh, almost 1800. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so good, good. So then the next step was ingredient listing. Again, just list right. your ingredients. So that's unique blends, right? Yeah, so sure. So whether you sell it in, when we register 1,800, that's if you sell bulk like we do, an ounce and a half, eight ounce or pound. Right. Like, right. that's three products for the initial registration, but for blend registration, that's one. Right? Yeah. So that's how we go from, like, 1,800 to 550. Yeah, right? yeah. So then the next step, which they've pushed the deadline again, which is really good, is what they call HPHC, harmful and potentially harmful constituent testing. Okay. Which would be like nicotine testing, things along those lines. Okay, okay. And they don't have any guidance on what they want us to test yet. Okay. And so at some point, having all those blends, they all don't sell that well, right? Yeah. I mean, some sell great, some we don't even sell. Yeah, sure. So depending on when they come out with that exact regulation and what that testing is, then a cost comes with it. Okay. Right? Um, Okay. That in and of itself could uh, have us saying, okay, hey, it's $2,500 a blend Yeah, is one estimate, right? But it's all a guess at this point. Yeah. So at some point, you'll have to cut some blends.
2: Yeah, okay, is is this particular blend worth it? Yeah. Exactly. Is it when, you know... Small companies will have to make those decisions. Big companies will have to make those decisions and all in between. Yeah. And
3: so that deadline is um, up in the air right now because okay. uh, the way they rewrote it was once they give us specific guidance, then we have six months to comply. Okay. So it's an indefinite date at this point. And then the other regulation is you're substantially equivalent in pre-market tobacco applications right right you know because what they said yeah, people was, always
2: taught you see in the news the substantial uh, equivalent yeah. and all that stuff yeah yeah so what
3: they said was uh, when they came out and applied the deeming regulations to the otp category which obviously pipe tobacco is part of it yeah right? sure sure what they said was hey if your product's on the market in february 15 2007 and you haven't changed anything yeah. since then no problem right like, you're good Right. Now, if you've changed anything or it wasn't on the market before 2016, right, you have to, there's two pathways to market, the substantial equivalent or pre-market tobacco application.
0: Okay. Okay. So
3: there were some articles when it first came out, like in the Wall Street Journal or somewhere that had estimated uh, pre-market tobacco applications almost at $2 million, a a blend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So
3: needless to say, we won't be doing any of those. Yeah. Um, but what it'll mean is all the products we that came on the market between 07 and 16. And 16, right. At some point, uh, we need to file for SE, like a substantially equivalent application with the deadline's 2021 now. Okay. Or remove it from the market. Okay. So okay. that's another time and
2: date and, and that, place. That's a, another benchmark that you'll have to figure out, okay, we'll... You know, yeah, all of us OTP
3: manufacturers yeah. have to decide how to handle it as it comes. Yeah, um, and, and we'll go from there. And
2: what's worth it and all that. So, it, it, so to be clear, as clear as we can be. I mean, <laughs> obviously, because there's so much unknowns. So a lot of this is still being litigated and everything else. But, um, you know, it, the if you wanted to create a new tobacco and bring it to market today, okay. So let's say let's say we've got a listener that's like, I'm going to go open up a tobacco manufacturer company because i've got some great ideas about blends what you would have to do is is really just perfectly honest very unrealistic i mean it's
3: it's financially limiting i mean meaning that every blend you blended unique right is going to cost you i mean even on the low end two hundred thousand dollars to two million dollars
2: right right
3: the traditional and, pipe tobacco market You know, right. it's a brick and mortar. Yeah. is a very niche market. These
2: it is. Days. It is.
3: And so there's yeah. no ROI on any
2: way. Anything that makes that make sense, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. Exactly. Unless you're one of these, you know, hot air balloon billionaires, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it—that's it, tough, right? And so that's why, um, you know, I guess it's—it's it's important, as we talked about earlier, that a company like Sutliff has such a, a broad. Um, you know, stable to pull from of of historical blends, and that's um, because those are things that can keep it interesting going into the future. Um, yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, I think that part of the the fun part of the you know hobby uh, is that there's so many different tobaccos to try. Yeah, yeah. And, again, part of that fun part of the hobby in the past before the FDA was, oh, what's coming out next? What's coming out next?
2: Exactly. Right. Right. Everyone always wants to know what's new. Right. And
3: not that you can smoke everything that's even on the market today, but you're still looking for the what's next, what's new. Yeah, and so that's where we're really working with different partners throughout the industry. That's good. Um, through private label, through different things, to take blends, to, That's good. To you know, relaunch old blends, to press them, to yeah. double press them.
2: Well, and when, one thing we, you know, got some relief on as brick and mortar folks, uh, you know, and I, I don't think there's any argument about this. I think it's relatively clear, is, um, you know, that maybe we can still blend in-house, you um, under certain circumstances, you know. Um, it seemed like the court might have given us some relief on that front. Is that is that is that kind of what you understand?
3: Um, I think that's definitely the interpretation that's been taken by yeah. the brick and mortars. And yeah. I, uh, I find it hard to believe that the FDA is ever going to get around to yeah. even trying to decide enforce it, to even say yes or no.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: if they did, it would just be crazy because, yeah. you know, under the OTP and the deeming regs, I mean, you know, ends slash vape devices are yeah, over there. Exactly. You know, let alone all your cigarillos. Man. You know, before you even think about Woo. talking about, you know, and hookah and yeah. you know and then just premium cigars yeah absolutely and, and then there's pipe tobacco right right you know, so <laughs> you know if they come to your store and, and want to get on to you about yeah something you're doing that quite honestly is probably legal like i, yeah. I don't see that really happening
2: yeah i, I think it is legal i mean I, at, at least that's our interpretation yeah. so yeah and I, um, I wouldn't
3: disagree yeah like yeah. i said i mean the fda uh, good luck it's a fluid situation <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: it really yeah. is and so we'll we'll see how it continues to evolve but yeah. Um, at least there's a pathway forward, which we're, which we're happy about. And, of course, we're thrilled um, for y'all to come out with these uh, these double-pressed tobaccos, which uh, can't wait to try, man. really can't yeah, yeah, wait. So yeah. available immediately? Is that, uh, is no, that right? No, I think
3: their launch date is around June 1. Okay. I mean, I can tell you right now the factory is literally slicing and yeah, pressing and, of course. and packing yeah. right this minute. Nice. Uh, well, not this minute because they don't work on Saturdays. Right. But right. <laughs> they were on Friday and they will on Monday, right? Okay. Um, so I think the anticipated launch date is uh, June 1.
2: Okay, good. Good. So, um, the the two double-pressed tobaccos, um, the new Seattle Pipe Club blend. Um, those are gonna be available through uh, Pipesandcigars.com. And
3: the Bengal Slices. And is and white. the and the Bengal Slices right. White. Correct.
2: That's correct. Okay. So you can get right. all four of those there. Look for those June first. Right. And then um yes. and then the Amphora Burley. Is available now. It's available immediately. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Great. You can
3: get your first shipment on Monday Put your order in. Right, okay, yeah,
2: yeah. No pressure at all. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. No pressure. yeah, yeah. Nope. I, I, they'll sign me they'll sign yeah. the squire How many up cases right here. You want? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> sure. go ahead and, yeah, no, we'll we'll discuss that <laughs> okay. after Okay. Yeah. Um no, that's great. We're we're thrilled, man. So hey, thank you so much for hopping on board today i know um it's a busy show and um kind of hard to take some time out from the table and that type of thing we really appreciate it no
3: we appreciate you uh wanting to talk to us uh the other thing i just want to mention real quick is last year uh richmond pipe show richmond pipe club brought their pipe show back oh yeah uh, that's right yeah and they did it on a saturday i remember that yeah and then sutliff decided you know hey let's open our factory up on friday yeah. So we opened our factory up. We had uh, about 88 uh, pipe smokers that came. Nice. Uh, we set up a whole day of factory tours and let people blend their own, and so they got to see pipe tobacco made from, you know, start all the way through finish. That's Here's what raw leaf looks yeah. like. Yeah. Um, so this year we decided to step up the game a little bit. Okay. Okay. So on October 5th, which is a Saturday, yeah, where the Richmond Pipe Show, or Richmond Pipe Club is going to have their pipe show again. Okay. But we're going to do it at our factory.
2: So the actual show will be, will at, be, the be at the factory. It nice. will And then throughout That's the wonderful.
3: day, we're bringing in Père George uh, Jensen right, 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 right. from Denmark, our master blender. Okay, great. Also, we're bringing down Russ Olet from Pipes and Cigars, their master blender. Yeah, yeah, So they'll be running blending seminars all day. That's great. And then also, we'll do factory tours again. Plus, you'll have the pipe show. We're going to bring in food trucks. Hope is in the evening or five pipe show ends. yeah. And then we fire up the beer truck, the band, oh, yeah. and, and smoking.
2: That's great, so, man. God, I'm uh, excited. I had no idea that that was in the works. So yeah, that's, uh, no, that's it's fantastic. It's
3: on the calendar, and we're, we're okay. really excited about it because, um, you know, for the people yeah. that really enjoy their pipe tobacco, to yeah. be able to see it made and how it's made and see all where the different processes, processes and stuff, I mean, it um, it really it just adds to it, and you can appreciate yeah. sometimes uh, – you know, sometimes you're paying a lot of money for a premium tobacco, right? Yeah, when sure. When you come to Sutliff and do your factory tour, and you you'll see, see the handwork, yeah, that goes into making it. You're that's like, cool. yeah, okay, all right, it's that's worth that's it. awesome. <laughs> you
2: know, I, I think that's why people like coming to shows like this because they get to interact with the carver directly. Right. You know, and then you realize why your pipe, you know, costs six hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> well, the yeah, you know, the work and yeah, the expertise I mean, it, it's incredible the amount of effort yeah, that goes into and that And kind so we of think stuff. it'll be
3: a great experience. Yeah. Good. You know, bringing it all. And the people, I mean, there's, I think I've run into 10 people at this show that were at our show. Yeah, and wonderful.
2: And they're
3: like, oh, we can't wait. Are you doing it again? Are you doing excellent, it
2: again? Excellent, excellent. Uh, so, well, yeah. So, that's October 5th, 2019. Right. Correct. Uh, in Richmond, Virginia yep. at uh, at the Sutler Factory. Correct. So, great. Yep. Okay, so so if you're listening, be sure to uh, keep your antennas up for that. And uh, I'm sure they'll be be happy to have you up there. And, um, man, that, that'll be great. So, yep. Well, brother, thanks so much for hopping all on. Right. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. All
3: right, thanks so much,
2: John David. All
4: Chicago, Chicago.
0: Hey everybody, Bo again, popping in real quick to tell you about our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Y'all, not only are they celebrating 150 years and doing us the extreme honor of having us come and do a live show, you know, we are big fans of the products that they make. Of course, I'm talking about the good, cool, clean smoking pipes that you can get from Missouri Meerschaum. Excellent corn cob pipes. They've always pushed the envelope on what you can do with a corn cob. Everybody, I feel like, comes into the idea of what pipes should be. And then Missouri Meerschaum takes that, delivers in such a unique way, and gives you such a wonderful, wonderful design and a cool smoke every single time. You know, my favorite pipe that Missouri Meerschaum has is the Country Gentleman. I've got at least three of these in my collection. Uh, And the great thing is they're so affordable that you can have quite a number of Missouri Meerschaum pipes for every single occasion. Hey, if you've got a Country Gentleman, be sure to smoke it this week. Take a picture of yourself while you're doing so. Tweet that out to us. It's a good way for us to retweet it out to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Now, again, I'm going to mention it. I mentioned at the top of the show. I'm going to mention it again here. We will be live from Missouri Meerschaum headquarters next week. Be sure to tune in at noon on Monday next week as we do our 300th episode live from Missouri Meerschaum. Big thanks to them.
4: When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
0: Alright, John David's still bringing us all the latest and greatest from Chicago. This next one's really, really great. I'll let him set it up. But be on the lookout, sharp-eared listeners might end up hearing a bit of a cameo uh, in this particular one. I I don't want to, like, you know, I don't want to spoil it here, but for those of you who are fans of the Marvel movies, you know how Stan Lee used to pop up in all the different Marvel movies? Well, let's just say that our very own Stan Lee-esque person ends up popping up in this particular interview. Give it a good listen. Enjoy.
2: All right. Well, um, yeah. John David here uh, with uh, Josh Weiser um, with the Rango Cigar Company. We're at the uh, Mega Center, sitting out in front of the convention hall, and uh, it was good. Uh, we have kind of taken this as an opportunity to sit down and um, not really, uh, <laughs> not really stand up for a little while. Have a had a have an introverted moment and uh, sit out here in the quiet lobby. So it's uh, it's kind of nice, man. Josh, uh, thanks for thanks for hopping on board with me today. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, uh, thanks for uh, offering to interview me. It's really cool. Yeah, man. You know, some of our listeners might be like, "What are you doing?" Um, you know, speaking with a guy from a cigar company. And let me explain what a Rango cigar is uh, on on the surface, and i am let you go a little a little deeper. But um, man, a Rango has been one of the premier pipe related uh, distributors in uh, in the United States for. A very, very long time, certainly as long as I've been in the industry, Mm -hmm. and uh, of course our shop has, um, the Squire has done a lot of business with the Rango over the years but some incredible uh, you know, of course they do distribute cigars, but for the, the pipe folks that are listening uh, some of the most, uh, you know, common, uh, recognizable, venerated, uh, you know, brands that you would recognize in the, in the community are distributed by Arango. And so the, the folks uh, particularly Josh are, you know, at, at Arango or experts in the industry and just have a lot of knowledge uh, there. And so we thought we'd kind of pick his brain about uh, some of those different products and see what's hot and all that kind of stuff. But uh, man, Josh, t- tell us about,
1: tell us about Arango kind of what, um, how long have you been there? Um, I started with Harango uh, oh it's been about 30 31 years now. Um, I started when I was 18 and I'll be 50 this year. Nice. So uh it's been, you were you, been wear, you wear it
2: well. You wear 50
1: well. <laughs> Thank, you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I can stand to lose a few pounds but you know <laughs> that's part that's part of the cigar and Pipe, pipe, tobacco lifestyle. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Got a
2: pet. Well, you're from Chicago, right? Orango is a Chicago company.
1: Yes. Is at Northbrook, right? Right, real,
2: right. Real Suburb of Chicago. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. yep. So, it, you know, it, those those few pounds uh, occasionally can help you get through some of those crazy winters. So Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, sir. That's no, right. No, that's it's yes, funny. Right. I, coming from Mississippi, you know, um, it was literally 85 degrees when I when the plane took off from Jackson. And then I got here, and the high uh, a couple days ago was uh, was forty eight, and I was just disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> but the nice thing today is it's uh, man, it's really warm. It's actually kind of warmed up a good bit. I think the high today in Chicago and uh, Saint Charles is about seventy five. So
1: pretty pretty nice day, man. It was good to good to have some beautiful weather. So yeah, the weather has been crazy here. Uh, just one week ago, Saturday we had about four inches of snow. Yeah, and then Monday it was sixty degrees. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's just crazy. It's just out of control. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, man, let's uh, let's talk about uh, the pipe show you, you, Arango has a presence at, at Chicago every year obviously this is kind of home based for y'all uh, and your home show, right, right. Um, but um, but there's a, a really good reason y'all are here because you're interacting with so many uh, people that are interested in the brands that you carry, and and also retailers like me who you know you want to get link up with and promote your products and things like that. Right. So what are some um, you know What are some common things you're seeing this show? Uh, are you are are customers um, you know seeking after certain items that are popular? Is there anything that y'all have that uh, folks have a lot of questions about or
1: you know, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, we don't we don't sell consumers. We don't sell direct to the public. Um, uh, we've been in business since 1932, so well over 80 years. I didn't and realize Orango uh, was that old. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, it, it, it very cool company to work for. Uh, yeah. It's owned by the Gold family, and uh, great people. Um, obviously, I've known that my whole adult life. Yeah. So, sure. Uh, regarding what people are looking for. Um, uh, People are really into the I.M. Corona lighters right now, the old boy lighters. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how many people stop by to pick them up and look at them and check them out, and that was really cool. Uh, I, we're an importer distributor for the I.M. Corona Exactly, which well. is
2: really probably the most venerated pipe lighter ever. I mean, I, I would think. You've got Dunhills and others, but, I mean, when people think of a premium pipe lighter that is equated with quality, um, generally people think of I.M. Corona.
1: Yeah, and, it, and it's uh, the old boy design uh, especially has been duplicated so many times right but, but i am corona is really They're the ones. They perfected it. It's really that's so cool. It's very high quality lighter for not a lot of money. It's less than half the price of your Dunhills and Duponts, and and uh, for what you're
2: getting, obviously. And you know they've got a. What's the warranty on a
1: on an I'm Corona? It's pretty pretty robust warranty, right? It's it's a two year warranty. Yeah. Um, Keep in mind though that uh, they have very large tanks. They're all brass tanks, silicone gaskets, very high end parts. Mm -hmm. It's very rare that uh, that you'll need any type of manufacturer. Yeah. Type of service to it, and of course, people the, usually abuse them and break them. And yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, you know, it, it's <laughs> you know, hey, I just ran over this uh, Corona with my truck. Can you can you service it? And it's like, well, maybe you should get a new truck. You know, <laughs> uh, I love the finishes too. They're just exquisite. You know, you talk about the the gold mixed with briar, the mother of pearl, uh, you know, all the kind of um, you know barley hatchwork on there, that, uh, and the silver plating, and and of course, the, our favorite uh, with the with the pipe with shapes, the pipe that shapes printed. Yeah. On there that's always a favorite and so um yeah just a just a really classic lighter that I feel like every pipe enthusiast at some point should should get their hands on but um tell us um okay so 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 many pipe brands that Arango uh, uh distributes give us uh you know g- give us some of the the highlights obviously some of the um you know the most popular ones and, and maybe a few that folks uh, might need to learn about
1: um, the most popular ones we carry, uh, most of most of you guys know about uh, Nording. Uh, we're the import and distributor for Nording and Schakom uh, pipes. Uh, Nording from Denmark, of course. And yeah. Schakom from Saint Cloud, France. Yeah. Schakom uh, is, uh, if not the oldest, one of the oldest uh, uh, pipe factories in the world. Yeah. And uh, uh, just again, tremendous people. Uh, we also uh, import and distribute uh, the Ascorti pipes. Those are all 100 yeah. percent handmade in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we carry lots of other lines too uh, recently we acquired music city marketing a couple of years ago yeah and they had several lines that came with one of them is bouchon can yeah you might know you know oh, absolutely. It's BC pipes you yeah. know and also certain how, how do you say town.
2: how do you say BC i'm, I'm going to let you i'm going to let the expert tell me how to say it <laughs> I, I <don't, laughs>
1: my french isn't very good but it's bouchon can bouchon can yes or we call it Butch chicken right but, butch, butch chicken that's good that's good no i
2: you know it's funny uh, imagine uh, the Mississippi Redneck trying to pronounce that for the first time. It's always uh, it's always a lot of fun. So yeah, I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's good. Of course, those are um, man old, uh, very well respected, established pipe pipe uh, houses. Of course, Nording has been uh, in business for for several decades now. Eric does an incredible job. Um, but you know that Shacomb uh, that, that pipe brand and, and, and now the tobaccos that are coming out, just fantastic. A, a brand that um, has so much um, timelessness, but also they're constantly willing, Antoine and his crew, they're constantly willing to push the envelope uh, with new designs, fun colors. Yes, exactly. Um, I, I love that about Chacombe.
1: Yes. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to explain, but I think everybody understands that all the companies that we do business with in the pipe like tobacco the world, they're all family owned. Yeah. Rango's family owned. Chacombe's family owned. Nordine is family owned. I love that. Uh, yeah, of course. Squirty's family owned. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, you're not dealing with the big conglomerates, and we we've developed relationships with these families mm-hmm. uh, for many for, for many years, and, it, it, yeah. and we've had these relationships for many years, just like with you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, we all support each other, and and I think that this industry is really really fantastic. It's a truly a romantic industry. It is. It's I a mind.
2: great way to put it. You know, really, I mean, it, And and to be honest, I mean, Josh is is very correct. Like, you know, it's very. He, he mentioned that it's owned by the Gold family. Like, it's it's very common when I call a to make an order that that Linda or Corey or you know someone a, a member of the family is going to pick up or or Josh himself or you know someone that uh, that's right there at the top that's uh you know it, it I, I love that I love that about the pipe community it's uh it, it is romantic it's very intimate and you get to know people's stuff pretty quick so you
1: do you do you do yeah. and, and if you're a bad egg people know <laughs> that's the bad part it's like it's like a small town
2: It is, it kind of like it is a small town you know you get weeded out and shamed pretty quick if yeah. you if you wrong someone you know which uh and I mean, if, you know. If,
1: you, if you don't know anybody that's a bad egg then you're probably it yeah you know what
2: I mean? <laughs> that's right you know come to think of it i haven't seen anyone in a long time i wonder what that says about me yet <laughs> i might need to look in the mirror tonight i don't know no um Man, that's great. Uh, you know, of course, uh, the two pipe brands, uh, Nording and Chicome, uh, more of the kind of, uh, you know, I hate to put these in different categories, but we think on, on the broad brushstrokes of uh, their offerings, you're kind of looking at a, um, you know, that Honda Accord level of pipe. And then, of course, Escorti, the the 100% handmade Italian, uh, just um, stunning, pushing the envelope, um, you know, that real, you uh, incredible high quality that we know uh, from Escorti that that has
1: a long history. So tell us about Escorti a little bit. Um, Escorti uh, uh, was started by Roberto and Silvana Escorti, um, but Roberto's father was Pepino. He started back in the old days with, like, uh, Radici pups. Yeah, yeah. Um, So when his son, when Roberto was coming up, Roberto was uh, in his mid-60s now. When Roberto was coming up, uh, he got involved with the Tinderbox uh, stores and the Escorty brand name was a house pipe for all the Tinderbox stores. Yeah, and, and for anybody for for non-Tinderbox stores, he made a as you guys know a brand called Caminetto. Yeah, yeah. So um, the the Tinderbox exclusive was Escorti. Um About a dozen years ago, uh, Arango, we um, took over the Tinderbox wholesale division. Uh, which basically just means that TenderBox brand goods had to yeah. be bought through a Orango. Go through Orango. Is that Im- still the case? Or? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and that included the Escorti pipe. Okay. Um, but uh, Escortis weren't very happy with... Uh, uh, the few Tinderbox stores that were yeah. left in the country, yeah, because uh, there used to be at one time well over 200. Oh yeah, and now now there's not not enough to support uh, yeah. the sporting name. Yeah. So we went ahead and went public with it. Good. And that's been about yeah. a dozen years ago. Okay, and uh, it's been it's been really well received. And, and in the upper level. Handmade, premium Italian pipes. Right, Ascorti pricing is kind of the the lower rung. Yeah. So you can get you can really have a beautiful pipe. That's that's exquisite. 100 handmade. That's yeah. It, right. Even the stems. Everything, right. Everything's all handmade by them. Right. It's it's just fantastic. Yeah. And uh, now regarding Caminetto, their son Tommy Tommy Ascorti is now making the Caminetto pipes. Yeah. That's yeah. right. In yeah. His factory. Uh, he does he does uh, do some work out of the. Family factory in Cucciago, mm-hmm. Um but uh, mostly he operates out of uh, Geneva. That's cool. Yeah. yeah that's do, cool.
2: do you get to? I'm, I'm assuming you
1: occasionally get to go to some of these places. Is that? Is so it that took me 30 years, but I went last year for the first time. I really? Went on a, yes, I went on a that's pipe awesome. workshop factory yeah. tour, if you want to call it that. And I was there for over a week, and I went to. A, uh, flew into Geneva. Yeah. and yeah. Uh, Antoine Grenard from Chacom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Came and picked me up. Antoine's and here, isn't he? he, is, isn't, he is, yeah. He is, he's absolutely. floating around. Yeah. 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 You need to talk with him. I, I need to go. Need to go say hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, he he drove me around and, and I got to meet and see his factory and we had a great time in Saint Claude. and I also got time to spend uh, with uh, Dennis Blanc the uh, yeah. uh, owner of Brucho Can. Uh-huh. and then Antoine and I after a couple of days in France we drove out to Italy. It was fantastic. We got to drive through uh, uh, the mountains, and just you could just imagine it was—it yeah. was unbelievable. And then we met with the Escorti family, and yeah. uh, and I was very happy to be with them and, and see their workshop. And then I was even uh, the Escorti family took me out to go see the Gardasana family yeah. in Myron, yeah. Italy. And many, a lot of people don't may, might not know who Gardasana is, but uh, you know, a lot. I don't. I don't think people realize there's not a lot of. Pipe factories out there, and they're making almost all the pipes. The, the major factories that are no, that's out there, right. you know, it's, yeah, if it's, yeah. These 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 pipe factories are making almost all, you know, almost all. Of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, right. it's it's exactly really right.
2: interesting to see how that works. Yeah. You know, it, it's also interesting occasionally when an interview gets interrupted by, by another creepy old men, you know, and, and uh, can can I have our, our favorite creepy old man who just interrupted say hey really quick to us? Do you know that this is the, you know, John David Cole being from Mississippi, this is the most Jewish people he's ever seen at one time. There's two of us here. That's it. He only thought there was ever one at a time. But now there's two of us, and we're here. No, that's right. That's that's correct. Yeah. And and I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) That's good. And and on top of that, you know, I've, I've been thinking about it. I've been yeah. thinking long and hard because, you know, i got a lot of free time in between you doing do.
3: podcasts and stuff. Yeah, no, that's
2: right. You, you know, uh, coal is really just a diamond in the rough. So you need to name, if, you're, right. if your baby's a girl, you need to name her Diamond. Well, you know, my, my wife, and, and by the way, we did find out this week that it's a girl. And so, so we're, we're really, we're really excited. But my wife has been referring to baby Cole as, as Lumpa. Lump <laughs> lump of coal, uh-huh. and so um, yeah. we're, we're we're thinking about running with that. You know, yeah or, yeah, or Bobby Sue, Billy Ray. That would fit in more with our culture. Yeah. That's right, and, yeah. and you know, we we want to raise her where she doesn't, uh, she isn't aware of the need for shoes for at least several years. So, yeah, <laughs> and and you know, maybe you know, well, that's she'll, until, you, she'll until right she in. tries to leave the state once, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> now back to your normally scheduled program. That's right. That's so right, Brian. Bye, Brian.
2: <laughs> bye, Brian. Man, that's cool. I love.
1: I, I have two daughters myself, so I'm very. Do you happy really? for you really? Oh, yeah, dude, thank you, man. We're we're
2: thrilled. Yeah, it's exciting, and um, uh, man, actually fun that Brian got to hop in real quick. Of course, we we pick on each other, and he's a turkey. But um, man, big a big uh, big supporter of uh, what we do. We love what he does, and he's been a real help to us in the industry. So, um, man, yeah. Look, pivoting back to uh, uh the pipe community and Arango, that's a nice segue. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um, of course. Um, one of the more um uh, you know sought after brands that you carry obviously you don't just sell pipes but you sell tobaccos as well um right, I, right. I know y'all are now distributing um the, the peterson tobaccos are back on the market that's correct right yeah. and so um those uh, are being made i think by scandinavian tobacco that's group. Correct. is that
1: right and, that's correct um uh, we're, n- we're not exclusive right for that right. for that at all you
2: get we, those from other sources but yeah, yeah. correct,
1: correct. Yeah. we um uh, we're the importer and distributor for uh, some of your customers' favorite brands like Rattray's yep. and yes. Wessex. And Robert McConnell's has become very popular, especially now Absolutely. that McClellan's is, is, yeah. isn't around anymore. I feel like a
2: lot of, uh, since McClellan's uh, kind of uh, you know left us, uh, a lot of folks have gone to the McConnell blends, uh, the Rattray blends right. are, are really seeing a renaissance right now. Um, you guys also do uh, With and Hogarth, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes, that's correctly. correct. Yeah. 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 Um, which uh, just so many um, you know, highly sought-after brands there. Uh, what, what are some of the top selling uh, in the Rattrays in particular, um, you know, and, and also the McConnell? Give me, give me maybe the top four or five in each one of those.
1: Uh, in the Rattrays, I would have to say that's Hello the Wind, uh, mm-hmm. Old Gowrie, Marlin Flake, yeah. Um, those are probably you know the top sellers uh, yeah. very popular blends in uh, McConnell's you know uh, frankly that that whole line sells pretty well but yeah. they, they have yeah. a Scottish flake Scottish cake the, the Scottish blends are doing are doing really really well that's good yeah, yeah yeah
2: I haven't worked my way through the entire stable of McConnell blends yet but I'm I, I'm, I'm getting close and I've really enjoyed the ones that I've tried so yeah they're very high great. quality
1: yeah. tobaccos they're made in Germany yeah uh, so, so they don't use your typical you know, Danish additives and preservatives. But, uh, yeah, yeah, very, very good.
2: That's That's awesome. Yeah, I love all the stuff that comes out of those German uh, uh, tobacco houses, man. They're, uh, yeah, they they just have a unique uh, uh, flavor to them or something. They do, they do. I agree. All right, let's talk about Germain. Um, Arango also uh, distributes Germain products. Now, one thing about Germain is you don't have a lot of trouble selling it. (laughs) 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 But you do occasionally have a little trouble getting it. And so um, tell us a little bit about... Uh, Germain obviously they're um, you know JF Germain blends and then also esoterica sure give us a you know uh, just a, a brief
1: description of their company so in within the industry we refer to the uh, esoterica and the Germaine blends as Germaine blends because that's who makes them right just JF Germain in the British Isles and um, let, let me give you a little uh, a little bit of history about that. That some folks might not be aware. Originally, the uh, Esoterica uh, line of tobacco was made for Michael Butera, the pipe maker. Right, right. And uh, he was bringing it in for a very few amount of retailers. Uh, the, the, uh, as you know, the um, Esoterica and the Germain tobaccos are made on, you know, fact machines still from the, the early 1800s. It's they're incredible. using the same. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see them. Yeah, uh, just they're amazing. Just, uh, none, the tobaccos are uh, uh, are all aged perfectly., you know, as Robert Germain told me, one time he says he can't believe there's such demand for dried leaves and twigs. <laughs> <laughs> Me either, but, boy, we're thankful, aren't we? <laughs> so so uh, uh, we acquired the rights to the uh, um, Esoterica tobacco in the United States, and yeah. that came along with the Germain as well Okay. Uh, from Michael Butera. He kept the pipes, of course, his, his, own, his right. own pipes. Right, right, okay. And uh, at the same time, we also uh, took on the Butera line of pipe tobaccos that was made by McLellan. Yeah, which are also
2: fantastic yeah, they tobaccos are fantastic. In, their own, in their own right. Yeah.
1: So uh, the Butera are those, are those still being made? No, the, that was McClellan. So so the yeah. so the
2: Butera tobaccos are now gone. Okay, they're, they're
1: gone. gone. Yeah. Um, we are considering okay. resurrecting them. We're trying yeah. to we're trying to figure out how to do that because the FDA sure. yeah is, is very difficult and we have to be careful how we yeah go about obviously
2: that. yeah, yeah that's that's reasonable. But anyway, go go ahead.
1: Yeah. So Jermaine um, and Esoterica. Um, we didn't expect that type of demand. Let's forget about Jermaine for a second. The only reason I say that is because Jermaine is available all over the world. Yeah. Where Esoterica is made for us, and it's and we, made for the United States. That's right, is for that Rango right? Cigar I Company. I guess I did
2: not realize right. that. Okay, interesting.
1: Um, now, I don't know if other wholesalers or distributors out there have, have yeah. I mean, we want to do it, but we certainly get requests from. All countries to bring right. it in, and we know right. we, it's for the United States. That's great. And uh, so yeah. every, all the production um, is is that's brought into this country stays you know stays in this country yeah. f- to our retailers. Now what the retailers do with it, I you, know, I mean, <laughs> you don't control that. You no, know, right. I can't control right. that. And you guys know it's crazy out there. And, yeah. And you know I hear it all the time. I just heard it today several times. Uh, oh, I can't believe this guy wanted fifty dollars for a tin and a hundred dollars for a bag. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you what I tell them. Uh, no one's holding a gun to these people's head to pay for that. No, that's tobacco. exactly right. Yeah, uh, that's exactly right. I think I think it's crazy, uh, but hey, you know it's. Capitalism and all that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, it, it, it's buy it's, low, it's sell high kind of thing. But it's bizarre. It's yeah. bizarre. Where you know, a tin of tobacco should retail for certainly, I don't know, you know, twenty bucks if that. You yeah, know? yeah. And people are trying to get fifty bucks for mm-hmm. who was just made yesterday. You know, that's, <laughs> that's exactly right.
2: It, it, it is interesting. I, is it me or have we been seeing a little more esoterica released to the market?
1: over the past couple of years. Well, it, as you can understand, we've been pushing uh, to have more and more made. Yeah, sure. But it's not just like turn the machines on and click, you know, it's not like you're making cigarettes or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. The tobacco it's takes just a, a while. is a finely aged product. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. And you have to get, get the tins ready and the labeling ready. And, yeah. And it's a whole process. So it, t- it took a few years, but certainly there is a lot more that's been available out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, However, because of social media and the internet, um, though even even if we were able, I don't know how much we're doing production versus a couple of years ago, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit more. Uh, but it still still flies off the shelf, as you could imagine. Oh, it's uh, just unbelievable! It's just incredible. Uh, it, your uh, your esoteric
2: products that we've gotten a hold of. Um, have shut down the Country Squires website at least five times. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, you're welcome. I know exactly. Yeah, all of all of the above. Yeah, I mean it, th- that's a that's a wonderful problem to have. Of course, not if you're a, a consumer on the receiving end. Of course, right. we've tried to make all that right and everything. But it's uh yeah it presents some interesting challenges when you have that much demand for a for a product. Right. And of course, it goes viral through these. Uh, you know, uh, Facebook groups and things of that nature. And uh, we've got folks that, you know, have, uh, you know, tried to bribe
1: us and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the consumer's fault, too, I, I have to tell you. You know, they shouldn't take this the wrong way. No, but sure. You sure. guys are driving the market. The consumer's driving the market. Yeah. You know, you're the ones who are making it crazy. Yeah. You know, and, and of course, if you can't get something, you want more of it. Exactly. You know, so you're not going to buy a cigar
2: kind of thing. Or right, whatever, you're not yeah. going to buy
1: one tin if you can get 20. No, that's you know, right, of, of, course. of course. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's so true. Now, it, Balkan Sobrani is made in the same factory so, that? So, right?
1: Balkan Sobrani, we actually, um, uh, Robert Germain had the recipe for it. Okay. Um, and he had the correct recipe. Okay. And we we commissioned him to make Balkan Sobrani for us. Again. Sure. Uh, that's that's also uh, that's uh, a blend that's made for us. That's just you, know, great. you know, you know, it's funny because I, I've had uh, I had some of the older consumers come to me and, and they remember Balkan Sobrani from the '70s and '80s or yeah. something like that. Oh yeah, and they're like, oh, it doesn't taste the same. I'm like. Are you comparing a fifty-year-old <laughs> tin that you opened up yesterday to right? A pre- <laughs> right. It, this is like, a this is a
2: plant. Could you could you imagine keeping a cheeseburger for thirty years right. and seeing if it would tasted the same? You know, like from something made today.
1: Oh no, I remember what it tasted like in the early eighties, and, yep. and you know. So <laughs> I do I, I do love some of our more uh, uh, you know uh,
2: annually advanced uh, friends that uh, that that make some of those comparisons, and I and I do understand you know the. Um, you know, the ingredients in some cases were a little different back then. But, yeah, if you're smoking it today, you know, it, a, a tobacco that was blended, processed and blended, uh, you know, 40 years ago. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a different ballgame. And agriculture changes,
1: yeah. of course. Yeah, you exactly. Know, so we're the, talking it,
2: about a it, vegetable it here. That's <laughs> you know, right. It, it can't be on, the
1: same exact. It's just course. like It's just like yeah. cooking at your house. Yeah. The, the sugar and the ingredients or the flour that you use. You know, uh, it's a natural it, product. It, it, Your exactly, mileage may vary. Exactly. All
2: that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's really um yeah, it's that's interesting to me. Um, well, dude, that's that's great. Thank you for hopping on with us. Um, you know, I, it, it's amazing. Obviously, y'all do cigars as well. Um, you know, is is the cigar part of your business is it uh, about 50 50 with the pipe related stuff or is it more um just kind of all over the map is it are y'all heavily cigar but just happen to be a uh, an excellent resource
1: for pipe related things that's a good question um Orango is uh, the majority of Orango is, is cigar. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, we we do quite a bit of pipe tobacco as well. Yeah. Um, not just with the brands we mentioned, but with the national brands like yeah. everything from Lane and Sutler. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, we well, do we all get those a lot of our as, well. as a tobacconist. Yes, we you get, you get a lot of our blending ingredients yes, from Orango. You, you. you sure? Uh, do. We,
2: and we and we order from you regularly
1: because you ship really quick. <laughs> I, you know. You know. I got to tell you. I think it's important, and I think uh, some people have heard me say this before, that I think it's important that you all understand that the cigar industry has helped keep us pipe smokers in pipes. It's true. Um, It's It's true. It's unfortunate it has to be that way, Mm -hmm. but if it wasn't for the cigar industry's money, the pipe industry uh, would be very much different, especially in the United States right now. That's very true. So pipes... Pipes are a small part of our portfolio. Yeah. Uh, as far uh, well, pipes are uh, the number of SKUs, or if mm-hmm. you will, the number of lines that we have yeah. is very is, is a lot, but dollar wise and volume wise, it's a very small part of our overall portfolio. And, and
2: that shows itself in um, you know the IPCPR convention, our our big trade show every year. Um, you know, it's there's a little pipe area, but it's nothing compared to the cigar. Uh, mania. G- right. generally premium tobacconists nowadays are going to be going to be cigar shops, primarily cigars. But then you, you know, it, it's it's rare to find a shop, uh, maybe like ours, that um, is over fifty percent pipe. I mean, that's the exception nowadays. Generally, if if a if a premium uh, smoke shop has a pipe section, it, it's kind of paid for out of the cigar section. You
1: know what I mean? Because typically, I would I would agree with that. yeah. yeah it's uh, it,
2: that's the you know uh, there are exceptions to the rule, obviously, but. Um, yeah, so that's, that's good to know. And we've got some friends in the cigar industry that have really uh, fought for some of our interests on the, you know, bureaucratic, the regulatory level and all that kind of stuff. So we're, we are thankful for that. Yeah, and y'all, y'all carry a good selection of all those things as well. And I'm sure, you know, Arango being so old, y'all have seen the market change. You know, quite a bit, even yeah. since you've been there. Yeah, I mean you've yeah. been there. What you said, thirty years yeah. or something. I, I started mean, in eighty eight. Yeah, I mean, it, gosh, the, the were you born yet? Uh, I w- yeah, <laughs> I, w- I was, <laughs> but only a couple of years. Yeah, only four years prior. Yeah, but um, you know, it's. Um, but yeah, even since then, I mean, think about the nineties, how the. Um, you know you had all these pipe shops that kind of pivoted heavily in the cigar selection you know to, to take advantage well of it. yeah
1: you hit it right on the head uh, of course everybody's aware of the cigar boom in the early to mid 90s yeah, yeah. and uh, yes i was around during that of course saw that happen. yeah it, and it was it was really amazing it was really amazing yeah. to see the growth basically overnight yeah uh, and what's funny about that is that uh, you could still smoke in a lot of the places so i was everybody's best friend when they found out i was in the <laughs> cigar business right you could imagine you know oh you're in the cigar business because it cigars are very popular oh, back then. Oh, of course, yeah. And then, of course, when the smoking ban hit in Illinois, and you know, when you right. cigar, you know, I was like, ooh. You, Josh,
2: Josh doesn't get invited to the parties like he used that's to, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Well, dude, you've, you've just been such a great resource for... Uh, me and other people in the industry um, you know because you, you, you don't just sell these brands but you're also a student of them which uh, gives me a lot of comfort when I'm buying uh, pipes like a Chacombe, pipes like Nording pipes like a Scorty. uh Wessex pipes, we didn't really touch on Wessex but a, a great brand that a lot of folks don't know about but that we've been selling quite a few more of late, lately because of the quality there and so um, you know when you find resources in the community that have uh, are well you know well sourced and well-versed on some of these things that uh it is comforting to know that uh, you know a real pro has, has put a lot of time into that so anyway i'm, I'm grateful for you thank um, you yeah dude well th- thanks so much for hopping on with me do you have uh do you have plans the rest of the day this is saturday at the chicago show and so um
1: yeah i guess you've got to man your booth for a little bit longer but what what else other than that i just got to get back to the booth and uh, uh here at the chicago pipe show uh, they have a uh, Saturday night c- cigar dinner, cigar yeah. and pipe dinner. Yeah, so I, I usually go to that every year. You go so to that uh, yeah, yeah, be I nice. go to that, and uh, I might find myself a, a frosty cocktail. You or might two might, might find two. you <laughs> a cocktail or,
2: or five, you know, one of those. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I, I love uh, the camaraderie that develops at these shows. You know, particularly Chicago, it's uh, there's always shenanigans to be had. So uh, so we'll, we'll we'll find ourselves in some of those later. Well, but. <laughs> I, I,
1: I wanted to thank you. Uh, for all your help and support over the years as well, yeah, I mean, uh, Aringoka considers uh, you and your company uh, one of our pillars of our foundation. Uh, we really, um, uh, our forte is selling to the brick and mortar stores. Yeah, not, yeah. I know online's become a big thing, but it has. That, yeah. that's that's not where we, that's not where we thrive. We thrive yeah. in you and your store and your customers. That's great. And a lot of uh, I made good relationships mm-hmm. over the years with my retail customers yeah and even their customers as well so yeah, uh, yeah. I'm available anytime for you know to the to the public and yeah. I try to put myself out there now and uh, I think it's great
2: that's really good and I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that by the way yeah I mean thank you for for having such a close relationship with the with the country squire because um you know y'all y'all helped us a lot over the years even during some of our hard times um you know Arango, even though you know we're sitting here talking with Josh today, if you're listening, it's uh, most likely that you're a consumer and not a retailer. But, but just so you know, this company is very accessible. And so you, if you have a favorite cigar shop, if you have a favorite uh, premium smoke shop, um, and you're looking for a brand, for maybe for them to bring in a, a high-quality Chacon pipe, a Boucher yeah. Uh, Nording. Um, Arango would be the resource for them. They're really easy to get in touch with, and and literally any smoke shop with all the right licensure uh, could open an account today. So um, you may mention that to your local local cigar shop if they uh, have some interest in, in you know diversifying or something like that. Um, and and Josh and everyone else at Orango can be a great help. So anyway, uh, absolutely, Thank yeah. You. Dude, thanks for hopping on, and I hope you have a great rest of the show. Thank you. You too. All right, brother. See you.
1: you.
5: Bye.
0: (laughs) Big shout out to John David, who has done an amazing job. Y'all, whenever John David is on location, first of all, you know he's got the charisma, he's got the knowledge, but we all know he doesn't necessarily uh, brag about his technical know-how. The fact of the matter is, he did a phenomenal job. And so I just want to tip my hat to my co-host. And if you listened to it and you caught it, big congratulations. They're having a girl. So really, really excited to uh, uh, (laughs) welcome Lumpa into the world when the time is right. And uh, very excited to share that news with y'all as well. I'm sure we'll be talking about it more next week. Tune in live at noon on Monday uh, for our live show from Missouri Meerschaum. Can't wait. It's the 300th. Going to be a blast. And uh, look forward to uh, to having some fun with many of you, many of you on that episode. Now, some of you might be listening to this thinking like, "Hey, two, two, only two interviews? Chicago? What was John David doing?" Well, he was smoking his pipe. We know this, but beyond that, of course, John David got the opportunity to speak to a lot more folks. And uh, in the coming weeks, we'll be able to share the more, even more interviews from Chicago with you. But until then, you can keep up with us. We got a big episode coming next week, and you can get all the information on that and more at countrysquireradio.com. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter, social media, all that good stuff. You know, I, I could go through the whole, you know, at Squire Radio, at John David Cole, at the Real Bo York, but uh, at underscore the Country Squire. But it, it almost feels weird doing it without John David. It, it just does. But hey, you know what? We'll be in the same place next week. Can't wait. Until then, let's go have a day.